This is the G Talk Podcast, the podcast from young adults to young adults. You can find it on gtalkpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe on the website where you can find it on Spotify, Apple, and Podbean. He was kind of salty about that. And I was like, when you come back, like, I introduce y'all or whatever. Like, he's a real cool dude. I wish niggas would have came to the back corner, too. I would have got niggas in the That's back what I'm door. saying. That's why I was mad because I dead ass, like, bought two tickets to it. And I ended up giving the other one away. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I gave, well, I gave both ones to my brother. And he had met a friend at the festival. And they went. They went, bro. I was so salty because I was like, I'm not clear yet. I don't need to be going nowhere. Nah, it was it's, cool. It's crazy because I, I know Kier had a brother. <laughs> or I forgot. I'm like, because I know about. It's her brother's sister. I know about your sisters. <laughs> yes. But never the brother. It's not binary. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It's not well. binary, so it's so my uh they you didn't know, you know what I'm saying. They okay. gotcha. Gotcha. Pronouns. Gotcha. My sibling. I'm 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 putting up with you. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting sibling. down. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm gonna smell what you're cooking. In Nashville for a weekend during the Deep Tropics Festival and they said they really enjoyed it. That's and fine. That they wanted to come back and visit me because they really had a good time in Nashville and I was really excited about that because I hadn't seen my sibling in a while like it had been like two years mm. and not on purpose we just you know niggas be living their lives and don't even realize that you haven't seen or talked to somebody before you know what i'm saying and even though that's my whole like sibling i don't want to it's weird you should talk to your siblings you know what i'm saying regularly so we caught up it was just like old times i was glad he got to come down and enjoy himself he made some friends um, I introduced him to some people that work in the industry, like the film industry while he was here. And I'm sorry, while they were here. Come on, film. Um, yeah, because they were telling me that um, they wanted to go into like the behind the scenes work with filming. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I told them, like, I know some people, you know, I'll introduce you to these people. And I said, I also know people in Atlanta. So, like, if you're trying to do it in Atlanta, let me know. So a couple of my other homeboys, they work in film too. So I just, you know, slid him their numbers and they end up linking up. And now he's doing some behind the scenes work. So he's like bottom of the totem pole right now. But like he's sliding up there with everybody else. So he really had an advantage because it's really hard to get a job in film. But if you know somebody, you slide right in there. It is. But because I knew people, they was on. I got a couple of homies that do set design in film. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they would like to meet them when he comes back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is great dialogue. Because we've yeah. been recording. Networking. Yes. Networking is key. I'm like an advocate for networking. Like yeah. when I it's really about tell my, Yeah, I tell my students, like I teach tech and shit. So when I always tell my students, I said, networking is so important when you work in the tech industry because you never know where people work and who where they can get you in. Like I got this job because this lady I used to work with just asked me randomly, like, hey, you know somebody do this? And I was like, bitch, me? And then I got the job. And mm-hmm. then my homegirl told you I went to school with. That that grow the shrooms, I got her on. <laughs> she don't work there no more, so my y'all business. But um, <laughs> she worked there with me now, and then she dipped out, and she brought somebody else in, and then he brought somebody else in. We had all went to school together, so you see what I mean? Like yeah. it just it was like a, a rotating train the whole time, and it's just like had niggas network, they could have been in the same line, and they're still hiring for those positions. So it's like you really got to know somebody. 
like anybody can interview for it but like if you don't know about the job how you gonna get it True. yeah honestly interviews are um uh, played out it's a it's a formality it's a formality literally because yes, um there i know who they want to hire i've uh been luckily the benefactor of uh you know of a promotion and all that so like they all tell you like yeah you know we want you to you know be this and you know, hey, is it like like the job's gonna post on the internal site. Just just post for it. We're gonna hire you. You know, they. It's just formality. That's literally what's happening to me right now. No, Garrison, so. do you do the interviews at Joe Bank? Yeah, do you? <laughs> oh yeah. So this episode is brought to you by GB and T. I stand by it. Uh, well, before we get into that, uh, where banking matters most. All right, welcome to the G Talk podcast. We're I was just going to ask if this man even did the intro. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we always talk before he introduces. Yes, we are we're here on a Wednesday. It's been a while, but I got the Spicy Pod crew minus one. Maya, we we uh, miss you. We miss you, girl. We wish you was here, and also uh, POP, we holding it down from the lights. From the last episode, I mentioned that uh, we did our first uh, Spicy Pod around this time last year. So this is a Spicy, spicy Pod anniversary. anniversary. Yep. So <laughs> shout out to us. <laughs> man, shout out! Hey, shout out to my old roommates, man. Shout out to my nigga Terry, man. All oh, Terry, Terry, all the way in time. Memphis, Tennessee. Hold on, I still got Terry dropped. Oh, oh what's Terry? Oh, not Terry, Terry, two times. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, we love Terry though. Shout out to Terry, cause Terry, 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 was, Terry was on me in, in the kitchen whenever we did a pod. Man, Terry's been cooking that shit up. Uh, like Terry, what you make me? What's for dinner? You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my to my guy Jeremiah. Out here doing big things. Big Jerry. Big Jerry, things. Jerry finally done uh landed with the feds. So my boy, my boy. He back in GA. My boy Blue. He back in GA. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, went. Matter of fact, um Stone Mountains on. Nah, he's actually in Macon. He's so in Macon. Whoa. Macon. Yeah. That shit ugly for him. That shit whack as fuck. Uh but anyway, it's funny because I'm probably gonna room with him or crash at the spot because I got a wedding to go to in Macon. In Macon. That's uh, funny. Cause uh, my boy Justin get married Aww. on trombone. He came in on nine. That's so sweet. I know Justin. So um, hey. yeah, I got Kier here. I got Causey in the building. Hey, well, I got Kiki Justin here. in the building with me, which we gonna talk about that a little later. But um, <laughs> we're here September twenty second. It's the first day of fall, and it was a beautiful fall day. I love it. The it high was, was so about sixty eight. Right now, I it's probably like it was forty. It was crisp 45 right now. I was so excited to put my hoodie on today. I put my hand out the door to check the temperature. I said, hoodie time. Hoodie oh, weather. my goodness. I got on the match and said, Justin sounded like mustard. <laughs> mustard. <laughs> he came to pick me up. He you was like, that, get in, mustard. You got that You got that Dijon going I on. That, I got the Dijon going <laughs> on. <laughs> spicy mustard. <laughs> <laughs> spicy pie, spicy mustard. Mm, I showed up prepared. Yep, there we go. She sure knew what time it was. Um, but, yeah, this episode is brought to you by GB&T. Uh, it's been a running joke. I know y'all seen on Twitter all the memes. Justin funny as hell for uh, finding that old headshot of me. Yeah, that shit was so funny. Ain't that no shit was funny though. as fuck. Hey, it's bro, like an you email signature in it. No, yeah, this is LinkedIn. It is. This is LinkedIn profile and it's picture. It's yeah. email signature and it's his email profile picture. Yeah, like, yeah, that's my work picture. How too. do I know that? Don't ask. You know what's <laughs> funny though? You know what's funny though is I found another picture. It was you pieces. cutting the bow at the Regions Bank at your uh, bank. Really? And I was like, oh, I'm going to hold on to this one. I was like, look at this nigga. Look at this nigga. I am dead. New bank. I'm dead. Just like Causey on the flow, I'm dead. What you don't know, bro? I've been drawing your GB&T bank. No, nah, real talk. Hey, you know, we're going we gonna to make that happen. Look, hoodies, uh, dad hats, scullies, oh, yeah. you name it. GB&T on the way. Crew necks, all that. Um, 
today I got a I got a haircut, and I walked into an empty barber shop. That's the best feeling in the world. Oh my god, man! Shout out to this just hand claps, man, because the worst is when you walk in and that shit is jumping. You like I ain't finna get my my haircut for about two hours. Facts. Especially when your barber cut the cut the clippers off. <laughs> walk out somewhere, you like yo. <laughs> Do you not see this? I got somewhere to be. You be having conversations with your barber, or you just be like getting in and getting out, like oh, no. chop my head, like chop my hair. No, no, I be I, I be having conversations with my barber. Like, let like me, me, me and my barber cool. He's actually so I have a symbiotic relationship with most of my people I have services for. Mm-hmm. Like the grooming team. Like he, he, he banks with us. So like he's my customer, but I'm his customer. Oh, that's cool. Same thing with my optometrist. He, you know, I'm his customer. He, he's my customer too. Mm-hmm. Same my dentist. Real she, She's our customer, uh-huh. and I'm her customer, so it works out. Okay. Um, but yeah, and you know he's he, he's like in his mid 40s so cool guy. Um, he ain't he, he ain't no young barber because some of them young barbers be disrespectful, man. Like they don't have no sense of time. They they don't respect your time. They want to upcharge. They don't they don't give you no life lessons. It's like, come on, fam. Do he warn you when he about to do the alcohol, or do he just hit you with it and ca- try and catch you off guard? Oh, uh, normally his so his uh, is pretty subtle. Like he'll you know he'll like let me know. Hit you with the spritz. Yeah, and, and think about hey, think about my barber shop. We were turning up in there, mm-hmm. like toward the end. Like once I get chopped, man, pull out a bottle of tequila. I'm like hell yeah. Let's get it. <laughs> or like you know what? I got this girl that do my hair when I'm like getting straight in, or if I get like you know. Ponytails, mm-hmm. and every time I go, she she pull a bottle out her drawer. It's a bottom drawer. Now you pull out the drawer, she got like beauty spots in there. Yeah, she pull a bottle out her drawer every time I come. Oh, I'm telling you. And even while I'm waiting, you like, man, you want to brew? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I do. That shit. So <laughs> as a matter, as matter of fact, I do. Like, I do. Girl, you. what did you get this bottle from? How come you always got a bottle in there when I come? Like, yeah. Um, you buy one before I come here. Go to the liquor store, make a run for me. Oh yeah, like we be having a good time. Matter of fact. I, like I've done a podcast at the barbershop, and I'm gonna do one probably next couple of weeks too. But oh, that's lit. Yeah, like you know, it, it's cool, man. It's it's just a family, and ain't no place like the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Bath and Body Works this past Sunday. Uh, caught the end of the sale. Got me some wallflowers, so I got the spot smelling good. I uh, got some candles on standby. I got the mahogany teak wood, of course. <laughs> Had to. Period. Um, I got that. I got the mahogany teak wood because that was the three wick candle. And then I got two other ones, but I had a um, gift card. Shout out to my customer. I love the mahogany teak wood. Um, it's very masculine, masculine scent. I think I got clean laundry uh, wall, um, like the wallflower scent for the living room. I got that's the best scent. I got mahogany teak wood for the bedroom though. Oh. Um, and then I got uh, I already got like a glade plug in for the restroom, so. I bought some uh, mahogany teak wood soap for my bathroom for my mm. man. I be using it. He be like using my soap. Mm. First of all, nigga, I bought it. Mm. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, cause I got like the Dow, you know, regular antibiotic unscented soap. That's yeah. what I use for my hands when I wash my hands. But he has a mahogany teak wood. But every now and then, I'm like, I want to smell like well, my hands to smell good because it reminds me of his scent. So I be sniffing my hands all day because mm. <laughs> I'm head as a bitch. But that's but you know, uh, scent is like the number one. Um, uh, desire or or well, well, of all of all the um senses, uh, smell is like the number one desire, because you can be fine as hell, you can look good, but if you stink, it just 
cuts everything and off. like a man that smells good like he don't even gotta be like all that but like if yeah your scent draws me in i'm like what are yeah. you wearing and then like, i automatically want to know like my body like is drawn to yeah. you and then if we start a conversation i like the vibe boom you got a chance and then and smell triggers memories too telling it you it does it definitely does yeah. like when i smell like men and they smell like someone that i've dated in the past i'd be like hell no what did uh jill scott say i had a man he had your scent oh no it's, I, yeah it smelled good on you on you you know yeah. everything ain't for everybody um, but i should try it anyway <laughs> you sure did smell good <laughs> hey, hey shout out to jill scott though because i um i Cross met her before mind. that's the name of the song if y'all was wondering yes <laughs> um i met jill scott in person when i used to work at best buy and uh she's super cool shout out to hank because he besties with jill scott <laughs> yeah that's hank bestie yeah, I, I remember. I want him to introduce me. Yeah, I heard he came to his. Uh, she came to his birthday party and shit. I they think, besties. Yeah, because I seen a picture of them together, like at some like house party, some shit. It was his birthday. Yeah, they besties, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They is besties, and I want. Hey, Hank, introduce me to your bestie, bro. I love her. Yeah, um, I've been watching Sweet Life. It's on HBO. It's like the modern day Baldwin Hills. Think Causey was talking about it. That that you watch it as well. I haven't watched it, but I knew a couple people in it. You oh, do? that's cool. Okay. Who? This nigga know everybody. Who you? Who? who? What? Which Which other people you know that's that's in the show? Uh, he can't disclose all the information. I mean, it's, it's a private. TV show. It's like no, it's a TV show. It was. Uh, I'm about to say like millions of people watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, Jordan. Oh, Jordan. Yeah. Ah, uh, he okay. owns a clothing line out in L.A. Yeah. 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 Jordan with the <laughs> Jordan funny. Yeah. That ain't funny. He's a cool, cool cat. Uh, and last but not least, um, our last pod, you know, these past few pods been some band shit, so definitely check out the last pod. Shout out the fucking band. Yeah, we'll, love, today, today I posted a clip, uh, it was scary times when Sexton used to just stop the band and be like, you, you play. Dog. <laughs> bro, I'm not gonna lie to My you. My nigga's stomach, bro, do you, do you realize how quiet it got? And you, you think, oh shit. And if you fuck up, that's your ass. Bro, I was at their rehearsal Thursday. Mm. It is so much more calmer than what it was when we were in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was sitting there watching it. Like, they practiced outside of the PAC, right? And so I saw, I watched them uh, practice Maybach music. And then they went down to the field where they not at the blue track. They on the other field that they done built for this, for uh, Prof Womack. <laughs> they done bought another. They done built another field. For Wait, this where? Movie. Where? So they built a field uh, right in front of Gentry. So you know when you usually turn in to go uh, to Gentry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that field there? And they got this man his own tower, so he can see over everything. Yeah. Uh, this man was the quietest I've ever seen him. That was man. No, I mean when you think about it, now? dog. They they got yeah that that blue and red tower. That's crazy. Um, when you think about it, when we was in a band, it was. Prof Graves unofficially, but he was kind of on leave, so he technically went there. But yeah, Prof Mac, Sexton, Daniels, and that's it, Bruh. That's it. Sexton told them, "If y'all gonna play, play with authority. You know, like play with conviction. Of course." Yeah. And it's just like I hear a lot of loose notes out there where y'all can be playing and knowing. So of course they did that. I heard this man Prof say, <laughs> "So is we running it again? Are we done?" I'm like, what? What? <laughs> this is a man that I say I usually hear, run it again, take it back, take it back. But then again, you know, now he has a family, so 
He more chill. Uh-huh. Yeah, so um so yeah, shout shout to the AOB. Keep doing what y'all doing. Y'all going crazy. Keep your head up. Uh I, I gotta watch the fifth quarter from K- Kentucky State because I heard some things. I see you, Larry. I see you, Noop. Um But back to the name thing. Uh and this is before we get into our main topic, but you know, for those listening out there, it's important to know your your friend's first and last name. Man. Because a lot of times people don't. Either, <laughs> either, either we, we know them by their alias, nickname, whatever, but last name, don't know the first name. Or, or hell, you might not even know their name. You just know them. But what's you don't, up, bruh? Yeah. And then something happened to bruh and they like, what's bruh name? <laughs> and nobody know bruh name. That's right. like, y'all remember Boo Man from TSU? Yep. What is that nigga's name? Right. And it's funny because. No one knows this man's it's name. It's funny because it'll be the most random or most com- common name like Carlton or Shane. Or if someone Shane. knows Boo Man's <laughs> what? real name, like, I give $20. Somebody tell me this nigga's real name. It don't look on Facebook. I think his name Boo Man on Facebook. I yeah. don't know, man. Because, you know, no just just, just on a serious note, imagine if something happens to him. Imagine if they go missing. And, the only and person that would know his real name is his roommate from college. Like, imagine if they go missing, they're hurt or something, and then, like, the authorities ask you, hey, what's your friend's name? You can't tell them. You can't tell them the name uh, Black or... Or Big Kiki. Or you like, can't or, say that's my name. Or, like, Boogie. <laughs> Or or like Westside or, or Key. Westside her name is Key. Or Key. Or like Cuz. Like Kiana. Key era. What is her name? Y'all know Key era. Right. <laughs> Kiana. What the fuck is it? Key. Key who? Yeah, I think it's important, especially like your close friends. You need to know they like their first and last name. Niggas just think my name is Kazi. Yeah. I mean, and they think it's Kazi, and they think it's Kazi with a Z. He, just because he says cause that's right. the alias. It's not so, his real name. Niggas don't even know I got two last names. And the fact that I they don't even know my first name. They'd be like, who? Yeah. So for those who don't know, Cause's name is Justin. <laughs> his first name is Justin. <laughs> it's Justin. Uh they probably like, what the fuck? If you didn't know my first name, it's not Kiki, it's Kiera. Yeah, it's Kiera. <laughs> or it's Kiera. Yeah. Kiera. So and, like and here's what I think people should start implementing. Um, a lot of people don't use their emergency ID on their phones. Come on, emergency mm. ID. Um, so if you go to your settings and you scroll down to emergency ID, you can set that up where, you know, if your phone is locked, people can, you know, press the button and it shows you click the emergency button and it shows all your information, your first and last name, your emergency contacts, you know, any medications or allergies you have, like all of that people that need to be contacted when you're hurt. Call mm. my mama. Literally all of that, that's all that all pops up. So if you hit the emergency, like you swipe the emergency button, it alerts everybody all his your emergency contacts. Mm. So for me, because I have a medical condition, I wear a medical bracelet. So anybody you need to call is on this motherfucking bracelet. My whole name on here, any meds I'm on, anything I'm allergic to, everybody needs contact if something happens to me, is on my bracelet. So if y'all niggas ever see me fall out in public, look on my left wrist by my Apple Watch. It's gonna say everything you need to know. Yeah, and you know it, it's or Im- it's important. Just call Justin because he wanted my emergency contacts. Yeah, it, I mean it's it's really important because <laughs> a lot of times we we just think <laughs> of the the good, but we really need to prep for emergencies. Like, no, really, because you never know. Like I can fall and break my ankle, or you know anything, and I'm like, oh shit, I need help. Like I I can't walk around now. Like I need help living, <laughs> and I need mm-hmm. some friends. I've yep. fallen and I can't oh. get up. Call life alert. All right. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, on all, all seriousness, my best friend Denisha 
was like, bitch, Shout you need to, to get you, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, bitch, you need to get a life alert. I said, what the fuck I need a life alert for? She was like, in case you fall, I can't get up. <laughs> I was like, bitch, I hate you. I told my mom, she said, that's not a bad idea. I said, fuck both of y'all. Tell <laughs> some life alert. Yeah. How about I just get cameras? I got cameras in my house now. Y'all be all right. And also, um, another thing, too, a quick, easy solution is whenever you save contacts with me, I say first and last name. So niggas name I in do my ask phone. Real name. Dog. Like everybody, most of the people in, in my phone is first last name. It ain't no emojis. It's literally your first and last name. And I put your little nickname under it so when my phone ring, I can see it. Like, matter of fact, uh Yeah, like like this is y'all in my phone. Mm-hmm. Like that's just gang. Period. You know, that's just how y'all are. Period, boo. Because that way. I do know you like even though I'm I may not like subconsciously I know the last name because I keep seeing it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And also like even if I don't know your emergency contacts, like I could tell authorities what your name is and mm-hmm. what your 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 you know what I'm saying if you didn't know my birthday, like what your around about age is and then they could mm-hmm. be like, Oh, we could find her in whatever the fuck system. Yeah. Or shit, sometimes they license me on them, you know what I'm saying? Not to tell mm-hmm. them where you live and shit. But you can't just be rummaging through people's pockets after they, you know, fall out in public and shit. That's kinda mm-hmm. frowned upon. Well but but also <laughs> but also with that though, you kinda need to make sure that uh hopefully they got their like insurance card on them so in case they do go to the hospital you're like, yo, they they got insurance. My my insurance card is always on me. Yes. Always. That's another thing. Y'all gotta keep y'all shit on y'all like People always feel like, oh, I'll, leave the house. I'll take it with me whenever. I'm like, no, y'all need to leave the house of that at all times. And then another thing, like, I don't know if people take their social security cards out with them or not. Mm. Do y'all do that? So I keep nah, my, my safe is, box. I know it sounds old school, but. Nah, mine is no, don't. where my birth certificate is. And I just know mine right. by heart. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, hey, you know, at GB&T, you can get your safe box. Uh, <laughs> but not, it, it's good to have a safe box sometimes especially if you just want to know where shit is at or if there's a fire and it won't burn exactly because documents are safe yeah and the room is fireproof um i know customers you know their house burned down they they had a safe but it wasn't fireproof fireproof mm. so i mean some of the stuff was kind of intact but it was a lot of stuff still uh damaged by the fire so damn i want a fireproof safe help me get that i bank with gbnt well, just uh, <laughs> you know, come by and uh, we'll, we'll take care of you. Bet. Um, GBT, you heard it here first. They provide <laughs> you with fireproof safety boxes. I'm sorry, but 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 but, but just don't ask. But joke, just don't bro. ask for no feedback because I'm looking at you ain't crazy. Ain't no feedback. <laughs> ain't no discount here at GBT. That's how we. That's how we keep the lights on. We Bruh. bank. We bank <laughs> with integrity over here. Yes. So we come over here with that bullshit. I literally died laughing for 20 minutes the other day off of just GBT. <laughs> Just the dog, y'all quality making it. when you need it. Most. Dog, y'all, 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 y'all be tripping because they're like, that is your bank. I'm just like, y'all so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> GBNC quality making when you need it most. Yeah. All right. So we need a slogan. With it being the spicy pod, well, spicy pod crew, rather, we're going to keep it on brand. So this pod is for getting out of toxic situations, man, because there's too many, there's too many people. We'll be selling for some bullshit. And I just wonder why. You know that you know the little video on Twitter, like, why? 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 (laughs) But if you're going through a toxic situation right now, if if you hear the sound of my voice, (laughs) wake up. (laughs) Wake up. (laughs) Run, bitch, run. Wake up. (laughs) Oh my god. 
My real talk because just know that life life don't got to be like that. I'm just I'm just being honest. Like you you don't have to go through what you're going through. You know, love is kind. Love ain't love ain't painful. You know what I mean? Or someone who claimed to love you wouldn't disrespect you. They won't put you through that. If anything, they would want to work through your your grievances with them. I remember I tweeted. I said, "Love is cool, but do you respect your partner?" I know this motherfucker right. And a lot of people was commenting. It was a lot of likes, retweets, a lot of quoted tweets, responses. And some of the people under that thread, I know damn well their partners don't respect them. Oh, shit. I know damn well, Mister Frank. I'm not gonna air this bitch out. I'm not gonna tell your business, but don't flex for the timeline like that's what it is. Like in behind closed doors, people that really know you. Know that your partner disrespects you daily, and you just allow them to do it. Yeah, so and you may respect your partner, but your partner does not respect you. And let's and let's get into that. So you got to think about what people do to you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to ignore the action, but the actual message it conveys. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine you know you go out your way to take care of something that they you know may not have thought about and then they never said thank you right uh-huh. you know you probably think it's small minor or whatever but that says a lot the you fact that notice that i went out of my way to do something for you right so in a way it's kind of expected you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's like no you you like supposed to do that mm-hmm. well in a sense sometimes they think it's normal for you to do that now in certain instances sometimes like people really just don't notice like it's not no no like i don't appreciate what you did like i i just i probably don't think it's a big deal because you always do things like this for me like i'm used to it not on no you supposed to already do that anyway it's type shit i don't feel entitled i just notice that you have a pattern of doing these things for me so i've gotten in the habit of saying thank you but this one time i forgot you know what i'm saying true because i'm guilty of that now you know Let's just it's hypothetical. Let's well, let's just say um person who's dating had a kid, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not your kid. Hell no, I ain't my kid. You know what I'm saying? But you went out your way to make sure that child is fed, clothed, loved on. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's nice to hear a, oh, you know what? I appreciate you. It ain't gotta be every time, but just maybe sometime. You know, but I think what happens is people do get comfortable and, you know, once again, it's uh, you get used to it. It's kind of expected now because you do do it, especially if like they don't ask. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes that can be a slippery slope Very where, slippery. where like you think you just doing it without them asking. It's going to they expect you to do it. Exactly. Like I had a homegirl who had a partner who had a kid. She didn't have a kid. Mm-hmm. And um, he had had custody of his kid since, you know, the little girl was like two years old. And that's around the time that my homegirl got with him. So, you know, they end up, you know what I'm saying? At the time, me and my homegirl lived together. And when they started dating, like, and it got heavy or whatever, she ended up moving in with him. And that was when he got custody of his daughter. So she literally was like stepping in as this little girl's mom. So, for a year, she took care of this little girl. And, you know, they broke up and got back together and shit. But, like, she still did things for, you know, his daughter or whatever. Because that's probably the only, the closest thing to a mother figure that the little girl knew. So, you know, fast forward, they end up being together. They get married, blase, blase. And this nigga started getting comfortable on mm. some, like, 
you know, my daughter need X, Y, and Z. You need to do that. And mm-hmm. she just like, hold up, nigga. You know, this is your kid. I treat her as if she's my own, but this is your kid. So how are you going to expect me to always do things and stop my life and tell me I can't do things because I need to take care of your kid? Like, granted, we're married, but, like, this is a partnership. You need to carry your weight, too. It's not going to always be me doing everything for our kid when you need to do it, too. I didn't give birth to her. You decided you wanted to, you wanted full custody of her, so you need to take responsibility for that. And before we even got married, you were treating me the same way. And I've been telling you that, you know, I need you to show up. And you've been acting like, oh, I'm so busy. He always at work and picking up shifts and working overtime. And that's great. But, like, at some point, you need to stop and pay attention to your family. And that's one of the reasons why they're divorced today. He didn't make time for his family. So that's another thing. Like, people don't realize that it's all fine and dandy if you do financial things for your partner. But, like, you got to show up, too. That shit is important to people, yeah. women especially. Like it don't it don't take a lot. We 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 care about the financial stuff, but at the end of the day, I could be dating a motherfucking millionaire, but that nigga ain't paying no attention to me. I would feel this type of way about it. Yeah, we got money. I can kick. I could spend it away all I want to, and I have a bunch of material things, but like I'm not really getting what I want out of the situation, which is why a lot of you know bitches that are married to rich ass men they step on their husband because they're not getting what they need from their rich ass husband. Yeah. Where they got niggas on the side because they're not getting what they need from from their husband. Even though their husband is me. Now, you think you want to give with a nigga like that, and that's not the case. Because I used to date, you know, ball players, football players, and all and rappers and shit. But these niggas didn't give me the attention that I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like, they felt like it was okay to kind of, like, do their own thing. And at some point, these niggas want to fuck off with other bitches. And I'm not cut like that. Like, if you trying to fuck with me, you fuck with me. Ain't no other bitches. But... I understood that at the time it came with the territory and I knew I went with it. So yeah, yeah, I'm going to say that's, that's, that's definitely part of the game. Whenever it went left, where they, when they basically got bored with me, you know what I'm saying? I would probably have it to myself for a couple months. And then after the honeymoon phase runs out, they want to be, so they want to fuck with somebody else. So as soon as the honeymoon phase, phase runs out, I leave because ain't no way how I'm going to stay with you and then fuck around and be caught up to him. I'm in love and I'm listening. That's how bitches get crazy. You dating a nigga with money. The, the dick is good, but he not giving what you need. Then you start chasing him. No, 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 no. That's when you fuck up. It's cool to have money, but you gonna want, you gonna crave something more at some point. So men, it's fine to have money and it's fine to monetarily show up for your partner, but you have to show up emotionally as well. You have to show up for everything. So mm-hmm. don't feel like that's a pass for you not to do something. So definitely that that's important to women. Show up. Yeah, so Causey got a question over there, yeah. chilling, whatever. Causey. As a as a male who has uh, you know women platonic friends, how do you respond when uh they they may be in toxic situations? Get the fuck out of there! And if you got problems, just holler. Yeah, facts. But you know, sometimes as a male, and we're talking to our male our, our women friends, we be putting it as clear as day you know we're like yo this is not what you want you know this is not love and you know y'all are in it and you know feelings are involved and all that and you know honestly it's uh since you just gotta stop wasting time on a broken relationship yes because it's broke like you know sometimes very rarely very rarely there's an instance where work know, work. both parties feel like okay we're gonna put in the work we're gonna sit down we're gonna work on this we're gonna hit therapy we're gonna do x y and z and then they're okay but like 90 percent of the time when you figure out this shit ain't working 
leave. There's no way that your partner's going to change. They're not. If they want to change, they'll propose to you like, hey, I'm, I want to do better. I think we should do X, Y, and Z. If one party is not doing that and the other party, you know what I'm saying, and the other party don't agree, leave. Y'all are on different pages. Now, if both parties agree that, yeah, we need to work on this shit, do it. It's worth spending your time on. And if it don't work out, you know that you tried. You did everything that you could to make the relationship work. Now, what I don't like is when women pour, pour, pour into men and they think that, you know, it's going to change or they're going to, you know, get some fire behind their ass to treat you the way you deserve to be treated. And they don't. And then you're heartbroken because you felt like, oh, you know, I didn't think he was going to do this to me. And I thought he loved me and blah, blah, blah. Then meanwhile, and also, like, girl, fuck you. And then also they leave him alone, too, because they lost all their friends in the meantime. Oh, yeah. The isolation shit is real. So. So you know what? Let's 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 uh, break down what a toxic situation can can look like, just in case you might not know. In case right. you might be in it, and you might not even realize it. Yeah. Number one, isolation. Yep. So if you're with someone and they don't want you to hang out with your friends, yep. I'm talking about male or female friends, just because they feel like they, you know, oh, well, I don't hang out with my friends, so I feel like you shouldn't. Red flag number one. Red flag. Because what that does is. You know, that that turns your friends off. You know, imagine if you, you know, invite your we friend kick it every weekend and all of a sudden you get this nigga. You like, yeah, girl, let's go off for drinks. Taco Tuesday. I can't go. My man don't want me to go. I'm just trying to be considerate of how he feel. Girl, you grown. Exactly. And then, you know, like a simple why is like, well, well, why not? You know, he can come too. Well, like, nah, period. You know, we didn't well, say well, your partner couldn't come. And then he's like, "Well, nah, well, you know, he don't want to." So it's like, "Oh, well, that's that's weird." And after a while, we were like, "You know what? We're not gonna invite her no more." Mm-hmm. Because we know he don't want to come. And the next you know, years go by. So it's funny that you mentioned that because in my previous relationship, I did that. I went through the same thing. Mm. Uh, the person I was dating was very introverted. I was extroverted, and when we first got together, um. He seemed like he was okay with that. And as our relationship progressed, he was on some like, why y'all was going off with your friends? Well, how come you can't just stay home? You don't want to spend time with me? And I'm just like, bro, you knew who the fuck I was when you got with me. Like, I like to go and hang out with my friends. And meanwhile, you're trying to make me feel guilty about going to hang out so much you want to spend time with me. Meanwhile, I'm home and your ass sleep on the couch. Hi. So how you mad at me about not wanting to spend time with you? You're not even talking to me when I'm home. So I'm going to go hang out with my friends. And now you're mad that I get off work and want to go hang out, have a couple of drinks with my friends, and then come home. And now you're like where you was at. Isolation. And Am so I not an adult? It's controlling. I can't go yeah. say hi to my friends when I get off it's, work. It's, it's controlling. Um, and, and and don't, you know, you got to realize um, if, if, if your partner tells you that, it's, it's okay to ask, well, why do you feel that way? Or, or how come you don't want me to? Sometimes the the answer is very manipulative and they make you seem like they have a point. Mm. So that's a good, that's another reason mm. why women fall for that shit. Because whenever I would get a reason from my previous partner, I used to be like, you know what? That kind of makes sense. Not realizing I'm being manipulated. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. It's not that we're dumb or we don't see it. We're being manipulated and we don't know it yet. Until we look back like, you know what? That was a fucking red flag. My dumb ass. You know what I'm saying? But like, like I said, you know, women just really have to like allow themselves some grace. Cause like I said, we all been there before. Don't feel dumb, girl. Cause we always done once before. Yeah. Also, second thing is, um, well, like I said, you know, when you're being manipulated, whenever you have a concern, but then it's flipped back on you. Ooh, 
to make you question. Well, I damn. hate that. Don't try to transfer that energy to me. Try yeah. to flip it on me like I'm the problem. No, nigga, you did it. Yeah, exactly. So why you mad at me? How you mad? And I'm the one mad at what you did. That don't make no fucking sense. Yeah, like imagine if someone tells you that they're unhappy, but then they get mad that you say that. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like no, you need to figure out why they're unhappy. Right. Then try- they say some shit like, "What you mean you unhappy? <laughs> you were not happy last week, so I'm not understanding why someone you unhappy. That's some bullshit. Like, damn, why? How you telling me it's some bullshit that I said that when it was true? T- I'm mad at you because I'm not unhappy. You telling me that you mad that I'm not unhappy. I tell all my homegirls, the moment you don't feel safe in your relationship, get out. Mm. That's facts. And you know what? I wish I would have listened to that. About, well, you didn't say that to me, but like I wish that I was cognizant of that. Because the minute that I felt like, I don't know if this thing going to really jump for me when I need him to, I should have left. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. at some point, I felt that way in my previous relationship. And that was when I should have got the fuck on, but I didn't. Yeah. Um... Another thing is, you know, you, you, you know, them being ungrateful, not acknowledging like what you bring, you know, and, and that's, that's really both sided too. Cause you know, a lot of times, you know, being a man, you know, we're kind of expected to do certain things and just mm-hmm. take it on the chin and just keep doing what we're doing. But it's good when the energy is reciprocated where I'm good to you, you're good to me. And just tell me that you appreciate me. You know, mm-hmm. it, and well, I guess for me, because my love language is words of affirmation, mm-hmm. so I like to hear shit. So tell me, you know, I like yeah. to hear it every now and then. And I'll tell you, um, a good sign of a good relationship is when, you know, you do things for your partner. They say thank you, and then you know, tell them that they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Just tell them that you know it. It is small, but it goes a long way. I saw this tweet. Um earlier and it said um a man when a man is willing to do anything for you that's when you know he's the one but in turn um if he doesn't do anything for you if he doesn't feel like he can do anything for you then you're just not the one Mm. it doesn't mean that he won't do things for you but you're not the one if he's not willing to do anything for you Mm. and i'm just like damn that's 100 percent true because some things that i feel like i may feel like a man wouldn't do for me like a man is doing for me now, and I'm like, damn. Yeah. Come on, never got this for this man will literally do anything for me. Yeah, I mean, it makes a big difference when someone actually likes you. No, it really does. It it's makes not a that huge I don't difference. Feel like my previous partners didn't like me; they didn't love me the way I needed to be loved. Is what it was. And we just gotta accept that sometimes we might not work with certain people. Yeah. We just gotta accept that you're not compatible. And it's you okay. know, you can't squeeze blood out of a stone. You no, can't. you cannot. And if you've been in a relationship for a year, two years, three years, and this is always something like a struggle just to keep it okay, you know, like not even good, but just to keep it afloat. That means that one person that mean, don't want to be there. Yeah. And it, one person not tangle and they finna fuck up the dance. Yeah. Y'all on the floor finna hit the tangle, finna perform, and that nigga about the trip. Mm. Like, no, it's just not gonna work. It takes two to tango. You can't carry your whole partner. Somebody gotta lead that bitch. <clears throat> yep. Somebody. Yeah, but the thing is, sometimes I always ask too. I'm like, what? What will it take for you to leave? And a lot of times, usually it's destruction. You know, literally, it has a hit rock bottom. Yep. Or you know, we got this added subtopic. It can be domestic violence. Ooh. You know. Um, the signs were there. 
Mm-hmm. You try to make it work. Well, but then all of a sudden you might try to leave. Well, but I'll let Kira take this away because she wrote this down. So you said that the signs are there sometimes. So I've been in two domestic violence relationships. And the first one, I had no fucking idea. Like, he was the sweetest, you know, man I had ever dated at the time. Um, he literally, like, like took over. Like, this is when I was, like, first diagnosed with epilepsy. So, he just really showed up for me. And, like, all my friends loved him. My mom loved him. Like, everybody thought shit was Gucci between me and him. And so, one night, this nigga got drunk. Now, mind you, he had a drinking problem as well. So, whenever he would drink, he would get kind of, like, loud. And, like, not even on no, like, loud with me shit. He just would be, like, trying to fuck with everybody. Like, hey, man, you know, I don't, you, you need to shut up, man. I don't fuck with you. Like, but it was all fun and games. But, like, at some point in our relationship, it started, like, going left because he started directing the anger toward me. And, like, I would try to have, a, like, a simple conversation with him. Or the next day, I would be like, hey, like, you said X, Y, Z to me night, last night. And I don't really like your tone and how you were saying to me. And this always in my bed. Like, I ain't mean like that. I was just a little too turned up. I'm like, okay. So, I'm excusing the behavior. But looking back on it, it was very verbally abusive. But the minute it turned physical, I'm like, okay. You know, because it started with a poke. You know what I'm saying? Like, people get drunk and they start like, you know how people get drunk and they start nudging you to try you? Like, he started doing that shit to me. And I'm like, stop touching me. You know? And then it start with a poke, then it goes with a push, and then it's a hit. You know what I'm saying? You feel like, damn, how did we get here? And, you know, those small signs were there, but you never seen that, that shit coming. You know, like people don't really come out to you until they get comfortable with you. And at that point, we had lived together. And I'm just like, okay, what I'm going to do? Um, so he fucked around and got drunk one night, acted up a ass in front of my friends. Like it was 4th of July and this nigga got into it with like all my homeboys that was trying to fight at this 4th of July party. And mind you, these, these are like my family. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And at the time, I couldn't drive. Um, because I was just diagnosed and when you, when you epilepsy, you can't drive for six months post your seizure. And he drove us out there and he got so fucking drunk. He couldn't drive us home. And I had to ask him for the keys and kept telling me no. So I had to drive us home last night. So not only are you abusive, you, you are endangering my life right now. So it's just like, it's so wild to me how you think that somebody is some way. And then boom, they come out like, bitch, I'm smacking the shit out of you. And it's just like, damn, I thought shit was Gucci. And after that, like. The reason why I got out is because I literally packed his shit one day and put it outside. Like, I don't give a fuck if your name on the lease or not. Get the fuck out. Yes. You you didn't come home for 48 hours. You obviously don't want to be here. You already put your hands on me. Now you feel like you don't got to come home. You don't respect me no more. So that's cool. I packed all of your shit. And he had a gun too. So like, I was very fearful of some like, what if he like shoot through this door or some shit like that? Like, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Like, so luckily, you know, he was sober at the time so he kind of like took the hint like he gave me the key back you know he went you know i started taking his shit downstairs but he was so mad like i had packed this stuff up so neat and nice in these bins he was so pissed off he dumped the shit in his cart and then threw the bins back in my house and i'm like what the fuck so and he like asked me like where's my gun and i'm thinking in my head like oh my god so he's like where's my gun and i was like it was in it's in the bottom of that box you know you can take the box with you so he's like rummaging through the box to find it and i'm like it's at the bottom so he's like i don't want nothing in that box and grabs his gun and leaves so i'm like okay uh, and then uh, uh. later on later on like a couple days later this nigga was knocking on my door at three o'clock in the morning on some like let me in i want to talk hell no nah, because you're drunk 
Hell no. And then the second situation I was in, um, she was sweet. I was being winded down. He had money. He's getting winded down. You know, so he was a producer. Like we we was going everywhere, we was doing everything. And um I just was like, it was a whirlwind. Like, you know what I'm saying? At that point I like really liked him, you know, niggas thought they was falling in love and shit. And one day his friend was like flying in from somewhere, he a rapper. And um uh, we had to go pick him up from the airport. So you know, we having a conversation about something. And then I was like, oh, you know, turn right there. Cause that's the side that he flying into. And this nigga goes, you don't have to fucking tell me which way to go. And I'm like, I'm just trying to help. I don't need your help. And takes his hands off the steering wheel. Like I'll kill us right now. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how do we get here? And <laughs> what? You know, and I was like, you fucking tripping. And this nigga, like, popped me in my mouth while he was driving. Like, and at this point, I'm in disbelief. Like, this nigga just hit me in my mouth. And I'm like, am I imagining? Like, you know how something happened to you? You blink like that couldn't have really just happened. Yeah, you're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I was in disbelief. I'm like, is this nigga serious? First, you arguing me. So I'm, try- I'm trying to tell you which way to go. And I'm trying to help you. Then you tell me, then you yelling at me, telling me you don't need my fucking help. Then you tell me you're going to kill me. And then you smack me in my mouth. Right before we, we pulling up to pick up your homeboy. So your homeboy get in the car and you acting like shit normal. Oh, this is my man's blah, 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 blah. And I got to be like, oh, hey. Like you didn't just hit me in my mouth. Mm. The, it, it's wild as fuck. Was it like hard? That nigga hit me in my mouth. Mm. I was probably still holding my mouth when his homeboy got in the car. And I was sitting in the front seat so like he couldn't really see me. But like. Luckily, he didn't, like, pop my lip or no shit like that. But, like, you hit me in my mouth while you was driving. Tell me you're going to kill me. What? Yeah, see, see, stories like that make me really and like angry. I don't, she know I don't, I don't, I don't That's why I ain't said nothing. She know I don't fuck with none of that shit. So, my, yeah. my male friends, like, I never told any of my male friends like that because, also, I was always smart enough to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, that he was probably the only instance where I struggled to leave. You know, because sometimes men just have you wrapped around their finger. And that was one of those situations. And I felt like because we were having such a good time and there were more good times than bad that I could excuse his bad behavior. Mm. And looking back, I'm like, damn, bitch, you was tripping. You know, but by the third time, like, it got so bad that, you know, like, I was starting to hit him back. It was like some Ike and Tina shit. And... It was yeah. really on something like, I don't feel like it today. He got mad at me and, you know what I'm saying, nigga hit me in my arm. And I was like, you know, don't put your hands on me no more. Like, that. That's like, what the fuck you going to do? We start scrapping. Like, we scrapping. And I think I left all my shit in the house, too, because he used to um, let me stay in this condo he had downtown. And um, I had a key, and I left all my shit in there. I grabbed my purse, I grabbed my keys, and I dipped. And he didn't hear from me for like some weeks. Meanwhile, I'm packing all my shit in my apartment, getting ready to move to Nashville. So I changed my number and I moved to a whole nother state. You're not going to find me, sir. You won't find me. Mm. Because I know you pissed off that I even hit you back in the first place. So. Well, I hate you. You went through that. Um, Because, you know. Once again, I'm I'm a friend where, you know, I'll tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of having my friends look crazy, mm-hmm. especially when you tell me, because cause that's what I do now. I I let you tell me, 
Because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to make assumptions. I'm, I'm just literally gathering what you told right, me. Leave me some own devices and that's the yeah. case. You know, and, um, you know, we just, we just, we just, we just got to do better as, you know, just identifying situations and then being able to leave because I'm telling you, time will go by, you know, years go by and you're still in the same place. What's wild to me is I'm trying to figure out how my friends didn't notice that I was in these domestic violence situations because when I look back on like things that happened, I'm like, how'd y'all not know? And I feel like my homeboys suspected some shit, but they never said anything because they figured that I would just tell them if it was some shit like that. Because I know a lot of my homeboys don't give a fuck. They with all that bullshit. They, they shoot niggas about me and I just didn't want furniture to be moving on while I'm still in the situation. You know what I'm saying? Because that's in danger in my life. So I understand that my homeboys and my brothers want to stand up for me, but it's just like, sometimes, you know, when niggas is, that loose in the head to where they will kill you if they find out that somebody know or some niggas come for you or if they get jumped or they gonna know you did it and now they about to kill you like these are the type of niggas i was dealing with so ain't no way in hell i'm gonna put the people that i love in jeopardy you know what i'm saying granted i could have gotten killed too you know but luckily you know what i'm saying i was smart enough to like read that shit out before it even got there so i don't want my meal friends to be mad at me for not saying anything because if anything i was looking out for for both of our best interests like i knew what i had to do to leave and i knew what i had to do to keep them out of the situation so it sounds crazy and i know my male friends wanted me to say something but like there was really no way i could and if anything i was more in disbelief myself that i couldn't even open my mouth and say anything you know how embarrassing that is to be in a in a domestic violence situation and like tell somebody that especially saying like i'm stupid like and it sounds crazy that people that we even care about that but that's essentially what it is oh this man's beat my ass and i've been with him for a year so i'm stupid like you know yeah yeah it's it's you know we we think it's black and white but it's not it's It's not black and white at all it's so many layers but but still just as that male friend you know even knowing that those layers are there still sucks that you're going through that shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, cause you, you know, you interact with them closely. So yeah, I, I get the fear, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, just to wrap this topic up, um, what would you say to, to the women out there the men out there going through toxic situations? Like what advice would you give them to, you know, get out that shit? Well, first, for the women, I would tell y'all to, you know, tread very lightly. Um, don't tell them your every move. Make them feel like they know your every move, but start making that extra plan, my girl. Like, it's possible. You don't got to stay with this man. You are not stuck. Um, even if you feel like you don't have nobody. There's so many, like, you know, battered women shelters and shit like that. Don't even give no traces of you looking for that shit. You could literally go to the grocery store and be like, girl, do you know somebody that do blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to get out of the situation. Or just exchange numbers with a woman in the grocery There are just so many ways for you to get out of that situation because meanwhile, this nigga think you just going grocery shopping and you just made a friend that's going to help you get out of the situation. You know what I'm saying? You have to get creative when it comes to shit like that. Do some shit that he wouldn't expect. Mm. Just like in my last situation. That nigga didn't expect me to move to another state. He didn't. Because I literally, we got into an argument. I left. He thought I was going to be back later, like I always am. 
And I went home, packed my shit, and called my mom and said, Mom, I'm moving back to Nashville. She was like, I think that's a good idea. And I left. Like, two days later. Did your mom know? No. Mm. Does, she, does she know now? No. Mm. Nope, she doesn't. Yeah. Definitely a tough situation, but I'm glad it's behind you and you have a, a better situation. Yeah, it's so crazy because people feel like, you know, beautiful women don't have to go through shit like that. And it's wild because most of the women that are being abused are so beautiful and you would never fucking know. Like, she ain't going to take that. And it's just like, hey, you never fucking know what people be going through. You just don't know. Yeah, look, I know someone right now, but, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just be the most kind-spirited and beautiful women that be going through all this bullshit and we feel like we can't get out of it. Yeah. You got anything, Halsey? Wrap it up? I don't fuck with that shit. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Just know I know people. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be me, but just know. <laughs> yeah. It'll and be, you know, just that phone call. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, to this day, I'm very much aware that, like, I could just drop a nigga name. And it's just like, it's not worth my safety mm. because I know that these niggas would know it was me. And I'm probably not the only bitch they was beating up on, but I just have a very strong feeling that they would know it was me because the other women that they probably have encountered were probably too weak to say anything, but they figured out what type of bitch I was in the end. Yeah. But so. we'll be back on the ladder. note after this quick break, we'll be right back. All right, y'all, we back. We're about to end it with our last topic. Um, matter of fact, here, I'll let you take it away. Go ahead. <laughs> so we're talking about putting your friends on with other friends. And I'm actually the queen of that. Because. <laughs> Alley-oop. <laughs> <laughs> so my guy friends. Now, mind you, I do preface this shit with my guy friends. When I put them on, my homegirls like, hey, I don't get for what y'all do, but I ain't in that shit. My name been in it and I ain't in it. And when the homegirl decides she want to fuck with the homeboy. I tell her what's game. Hey, they obviously just trying to fuck. If you with it, then that's what y'all gonna do. Or if they say they're trying to fuck with them, like on something I'm trying to get with him, I'm gonna tell you, hey, he ain't that type of nigga. But if you wanna have some fun, like do that. But the minute you decide you're gonna fuck with him, don't tell me nothing else about it. I don't wanna know. Because you decided that you wanted to do it. But see, I'm gonna go to every time. I don't know, but see, it can still get tricky though. No, because none of my friends ever blame me when shit well, like that happened. Well, actually, so for you, you. You basically give them a contract. Basically, <laughs> up front. You're like, yo, here go, here go terms and conditions. Period. Do you agree? I accept the term. All right, boom. But, but what? In most cases, though, when you when you hook someone up, when you hook up friends that you know, the onus falls on you sometimes because they come back with you. They're like, man, you told me. To hook up with so and so, but uh, man, 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 uh, she, 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 uh, she a tripping man, uh, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm no, like, uh, because in the terms and conditions, it says my name Bennett and I ain't in it. And also, so, oh, do not come over here trying to make me Paul because I'm Bennett. Remember, especially women, they be like, you told me to talk to so and so, but he, he a player, and then, then, then he got these women. Nah, bitch, because I like, told look, you, look. I told you not uh, ten times out of ten. I told your ass, and you did not want to listen. Look, I always say the most I'll do is put you in the same room, and then you do what you do. 
Because indirectly, this podcast is put on a lot of people. Now, mind you, <laughs> I'm also very cognizant of who belongs with who. Like, mm. if my homeboy say you're trying to holler at somebody, I'd be like, nah, that ain't it. That yeah. Ain't you're trying to fuck with because she a serious relationship bitch and you just trying to fuck. My other homegirl, though, she ain't on that. She trying to have a good time. So try her. You know what I'm saying? And I know my homegirl looking for some prey for the weekend. Like, I'm going to put that together because y'all want the same thing. And then if y'all decide y'all want to take it further, that's y'all business. But I knew at the time, y'all y'all had some sexual chemistry and I'll let y'all be alone at some point. See, I can link that shit up. So I'm very aware of not hooking up certain men with certain, with my, certain of my homegirls, not hooking my homegirls up with some of my homeboys because I know what niggas about. So I think I'm very it's strategic with get, with the way I give up my contracts. I think it's easier for women to be the wing woman slash wing man. Why you say that? I don't know. I just feel that I feel that a woman will trust you more than like a a woman will trust a man with like his boy. Because actually, we, I think that's true. Because we have a guy code, quote unquote, and it's this notion of oh, we're gonna protect our boy over you, versus you know a woman saying oh yeah. He's a good guy. Unless you're my male friend, like my close male friend, and y'all know I like a man, y'all know he ain't shit, y'all be like, nah, don't even fuck with him. And I be like, okay, cool. Quick to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been a benefactor of a uh, a woman alley-oop before, Cosy? A woman alley-oop? Yeah. Like uh, a girl putting you on with a homegirl. Cause honestly, I think those are the more those Not are really. those are the more successful ones, in my opinion. When the homegirl puts you on with somebody, yeah. Because yeah, if, if the homegirl stamp it, yeah, that's that, that that's off the backboard. No look, I didn't got type you. shit. I didn't got Garrison in plenty of situations. <laughs> <laughs> successful and <Yeah>. unsuccessful. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm I'm undefeated with Garrison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, you know, it's 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 all part of the game. And it's funny because like our other like male friends, they be like, man, you know what I'm saying? No, my homie's trying to put nobody on with me and da da da. And Garrison has to be like, but hang out with Kiara. <laughs> and I'm like, don't be telling these niggas. I mean, hey. throwing alley oop. I'm just saying, I've 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 received the alley or two from you, and it worked every time. Like it was seamless. I'm like, okay, cool. Also like, because I'm a very trustworthy person. Yeah. And my friends know that I'm not gonna hook them up with no bullshit. Even if the man do just wanna fuck, at least he's gonna respect you. Yeah. Which is key, which goes back to our previous topic. Exactly. Even if at y'all least, not fucking around, the, y'all respect. The, the main each other. thing is respect. Yeah. Just for sure. in general. If, if if you don't take anything from this, just know well or at least take this. Respect is pivotal in no matter what you do. Whether it's a friends with benefits relationship or whatever. Like as long as you respect them, it's all good. Cause you're probably gonna come back. You know, whenever you're in town, like, hey, what's up? No, period. Like, yep. that's how I feel about you know. What's, that's what I mean when I say strategically picking my homegirls and my homeboys that I want to cross paths. Because if you just give him some pussy, you know what I'm saying, and he just gives you some dick, at least y'all can be amicably be like say what's up. You know what I'm saying? If y'all yeah. decide y'all don't want to be fuck buddies, it might have just been a one night stand. But if you Causey, that nigga again, it's gonna be Causey, what's up, bro. Causey doesn't agree. <laughs> it's not that I don't agree. I just stay out of the way of that shit. Now, so let's so let's really dive into it. So the reason why I am not really a, a proponent of it, or I'm not really good at it, 
is, you know, from just my friend group, me doing this podcast. Um, oh, because like people <laughs> like know each other, whether you meet them through the pod or in person or, you know, of them. And then even just with the friend with friend groups in general, it makes it tricky when uh, people in the friend group want to hook up. Mm-hmm. Because that can fuck shit up. Absolutely. And I am against. I will tell someone like, "Yo, don't." Like I know you say, "Oh, so and so is cute." Let me. I'm like, look, don't do not do that shit because I know you, mm-hmm. and I know him. <laughs> and if y'all hook up, and y'all happen to fall out, it's gonna fuck up the greater good. I just saw somebody tweet. It was like, I don't even know why dudes be upset. With the girls that they date, like girls that hang out with mainly niggas, and it's like, bruh, I know this chick for who she really is. Yes. She is not good for you, my nigga. You can really do better. She really ain't shit. <laughs> she ain't shit, but she with the gang. And right. That's it. I was like, yeah, bro. Like, and it's crazy because dudes probably think you you like blocking and shit. I'm like, fam. I'm really protective. I'm like, that ain't what you want. She gonna eat you alive. And and. and She's a man eater. You don't want to fuck with she her. See, and the thing is, like, people don't have the foresight. I have the foresight. Like, I realize that's one of my talents. Like, I, I know I can see shit coming from a mile away. So, I'm just like. I've definitely messed with somebody in the circle before. But. How'd that play out, though? Nobody knew. Mm. But see, that's a rare instance. Now, one person did figure it out. Mm. But he acted like he didn't know. Respect. Like, respect. He was also like <laughs> he was he was always alluding to the fact that he knew. Like he'd be like, Oh, uh, I'm gonna tell such and such you in town. And I'd be like, You think you slick, but I but go ahead and tell such and such I'm in town. You know what I'm saying? Like, we did that shit for years and nobody else in the group caught on except him, except for uh, this ghetto ass situation. Oh hell. <laughs> oh hell. So, you know, we had been like tipping and dipping for years and like it will always be like in between some shit. Like I broke up with my nigga, he won't with nobody. He broke up with his bitch, I'm not with nobody. Ah. It was that type of thing. Ah, the classic tale. And in this one instance, he was like on the fence with this girl he was fucking with. Mm. And she was under the impression that they were still in a relationship. Mm. And he I, I heard Sim him got tell cross. her. I mm. heard him heard him tell her on the phone like, you know, you really tripping on we not we not together type shit. So he said out of his mouth they are not together to her, and she's under the impression that they're together. Um, so basically, you know, I guess homegirl was pregnant, you know, prior to that, and sis got an abortion, and he was mad at her. For getting an abortion, that and boy that's why. Which, eh, I mean, a dude can't get mad at that though. So he got mad at her because she got an abortion. He wanted to keep the babies, plural. Oh, it was twins. Yep, double homicide. So, <laughs> so I told homeboy I was in town. Uh-huh. We linked up, took me out, wanted to dime me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, some was giving me money, doing all type of shit for me. Bought me a laptop. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I'm a sucker. Yeah, he was. He oh, really oh sucker adding. No, he really liked me. Mm-hmm. Um, sucker. So sucker. I remember 
in in this instance, like he kept telling me like he wanted to be with me, and he had been running this I want to be with you game for like a year straight, and I just was not taking this nigga serious. Cause I'm like, I know what this is, and I already know if I give you the time of day, you gonna fuck it up. So I just I never entertained it. So this one, this same night, we go out, we have a ball, we at this little club that my old boss owner, whatever I'm not gonna tell you what the name of the club is. Well, um, we're gonna tell us off, off mic, but go ahead. Yeah, so we go <laughs> to the club. It's the after hour spot, so we in that turn up. We fucked up. We come outside. We waiting on our Uber. I'm sitting in this nigga lap outside. Why his uh alleged baby mama <laughs> pull up? Now mind you, they were sharing location. She was the Uber. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. So slick. When they hey. was in a relationship, never been a major I guess they twist. shared locations. That's like some trapped in the closet shit. No, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, a robber. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the uber the uber uber oh my All god right. hey we'll fuck where i kill him that was funny <laughs> so so i guess they had each other's locations and sis just rolled over one night and saw that the nigga was still out sis got in the car drove to where we was at in her pajamas hair wrapped up ghetto she crazy and ghetto. hopped out and was like ghetto is you fucking serious and mind you, a couple I weeks prior to that, listen, crazy, a couple weeks prior to that, we had all got went on this boat party, and she was there because they were still together. Mm. And I met her, but we're not friends. I just I had just met her, like I see her every now and then, but we're not friends. So, you know, she comes and she sees us like booed up, and she like, bitch, you just seen me, so what you doing? I'm like, girl, we is not friends, straight up. <laughs> and you know. She like, you you all fucked up. She like smacking this nigga in the face. Like she's fighting him. I'm like, this some ghetto ass shit. So I pick up my little, my little wristlet off the little uh, concrete thing we sit on. I start walking down the street. I'm trying to call my Uber or whatever. And I'm like, Uber 20 minutes away. Fuck. So I'm waiting. Now, first of all, in Atlanta, it'd be an Uber on every motherfucking corner. But it's just my motherfucking luck that tonight the Uber 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck, I got to watch all this fucking ghetto ass shit. I'm going to hit the corner. So. And I guess at some point he ended up breaking away from her. Like, like girl, go home. Like, you fucking tripping. We's not together. Blase, blase. This thing is running down the street to catch me. And I'm like, you just had this, this bitch slapping and smacking on you and punch you in the face. And you chasing me. Sound like an episode of Jerry Springer. Dead ass. You're chasing me like I'm somebody. You, this bitch was about to have your babies. And you're mad at me. Obviously, she love your ass because she pulled up on you and she saw your location. Plural. But you're chasing me. See, my thing is make it the math not mathing. What are you doing over here? Go home with sis. You know, dudes be messing around over there, right? But some dudes mess around with the most shit going on. I'm like, fam, like this is why why? I'm why like, I'm like dude, you're gonna get caught. So now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so listen, I, I don't know. So now, you know what I'm saying, at that point, we didn't stop fucking around. But this loud mouth bitch. I guess they end up getting messed together later on. I don't know when they got together. I didn't get fucked. Except that night I stopped fucking with them. So, like, ain't no calling none of that shit. Ain't no don't hit me up. None of that. Like, he was blocked. So, her ass, I guess when they got back together, she told everybody in the friend group, like, what happened. Mm. So, I came to a fucking birthday party for my nephew. And everybody looking at me crazy as hell. And I'm like, what the fuck y'all looking at? And, you know... One of the homegirls that was there used to date him. And, you know, we we all still friends or whatever. Damn, now, this nigga is out here. Listen, now, when she, listen, now when she was dating him, listen, this is before we all got tight. So when she was dating him, 
we were really good friends because we lived down the street from each other. Like, my townhouse here, three houses down, he lived there. So, we used to always throw parties at his house or my house. So, like, everybody was cool. I used to come over there and cook and shit. We used to have, have a ball or whatever. And we was just, we was just cool. It wasn't, nothing, it wasn't no fishy, no flirt, none of that. So, when he was dating my homegirl that I went to high school with, she would always be like, how come you always hanging out with Kiera? I think y'all got something going on, blah, blah, blah. And... I'm just like, girl, you was really tripping. Like, don't nobody want him type shit. And that was true at the time. Like, I did not want that man. But you know how people say stuff so many times, they plant the seed. Hmm. Like, you saying I don't want this man, but you're making me want to do it even more. Hmm. So, I'm like, girl, like, chill <laughs> out. So, when they broke up, I was still I was still dating somebody. I was dating this nigga in the Navy. And he had got stationed in fucking San Francisco. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> I didn't break up with him. He broke up with me over a text, y'all. So, mm. I'm boohoo sad then about shit a, whatever. Then uh, Antoine Fisher on your ass. Then I, bruh, then I went to Miami <laughs> with my homegirl so my little revenge trip, acting like a bad bitch, and I get back, and I ask homeboy to pick me up from the airport. Mm. So, he picked me up from the airport or whatever. Messy. Messy. At this point. Messy. Him <laughs> and homegirl had broke up. So, me and my, my dude had just broke up. Yeah, but the thing is, the question is, like, whenever niggas break up, do they really break up? No, nah, they broke up, broke up. Oh, okay. She was acting crazy. He, they broke up, broke up. Because a lot, a lot of times niggas be breaking up, but I'm broken nah, up. Nah, they broke up, broke up. <laughs> and me and my nigga broke up, broke up too. And I remember, I don't remember why I was over there. I think we was smoking or something. And my suitcase still in his car. And he was like, oh, you want me to drive you up the street or whatever? It's kind of dark. And I was like, you yeah. And then, we, and then we kept... Mm-hmm. Then we kept smoking, and at this point, I'm sleepy or whatever. He's like, well, you can sleep in the guest room. I'm like, cool. So I hit him with this. So you want to come laying there with me? Mm. And he was like, <laughs> and he was like, okay. So he he dumb. He Ooh. thinking I just I want to cuddle or some shit. And I was like, so you not you don't want to entrapment? Uh-uh. Entrapment. He was like, I he was like, I want trying to do it. Like if you didn't want to do it, I said, well, I was damn, told you damn, come you in done, there. That's what I was trying to do. You don't you don't laid the bait. You don't laid the uh, I did. meat. I did. You laid I the mean, meat out there. And it was my post like breakup. And, and this nigga was starving. It was post breakup. Yeah, that's really like, starving. And like we both enjoyed it a, a lot, so mm. we kept doing it, and nobody figured it out until maybe like a year later. Mm. And after that ghetto ass shit happened with his alleged baby mama i was it, like hell no nah. and then so, i went to the function so i guess looking back and in hindsight was it alleged or was it true because <laughs> I, I think we know the truth now yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was she was okay so mama. yeah baby mama i mean <laughs> she didn't keep the babies but yeah ah, okay, he did good. tell me the story like that night like this is what happened i just right, said alleged right, yeah. because she didn't keep the babies but um supposed baby mama is what i should have said Mm. But yeah, no. She sis said fuck them babies. Baby she mama, said fuck them kids. Baby mama at the time. She said fuck them kids, and he said fuck her. Mm. He started fucking with me again. She pulled up with the ghetto ass <laughs> bullshit with the gap, and I was like, leave me the fuck out of this. I I started trying to hit the block. This nigga chasing after me. No, let me explain. Let me explain. And I'm like, bro, I ain't got nothing to say. I ain't got nothing to say, my boy. Like you want to go about your business. So yeah, I left his ass on the corner and got him my Uber, Mm-mm-mm. and that's where I left the relationship on the corner. <laughs> on the corner. On the corner of Cortland. <laughs> oh damn, Cortland! <laughs> I left his ass on the corner of Cortland. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn, that shit crazy. But yeah, just um. Yeah, dating friends on the friend group, that 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 shit tricky. Um 
That was the one time I did. I never do that shit again. Yeah, it's tricky, and 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 you don't know how your friends gonna react, which is the main thing because you and whoever is in the friend group might think it's kosher, but then someone else in the friend group might overreact. Well, and cause a fucking scene. When I was there, um, niggas only felt some way because the way she relayed the story sounded shady as fuck, and I was like, that is not the case. Like, don't act like. I'm here just fucking people's man. Because everybody in this room know I ain't with none of that shit. So, you know, they were just kind of in disbelief. Like, bitch, what's the shit we hearing about? And I'm like, oh, this what happened. They're like, damn. I'm like, yeah, so I don't know what homeboy told homegirl, but that ain't the whole story. So, I got painted to be the bad guy. But once everybody knew that wasn't the case, like, it was cool. But at that point, like, y'all making me not want to come around no more. But there was one particular friend in, friend in the group. That was like, no, you you family, like you need to come around us. And that's whose kid birthday it was. And like she would always invite me to come over and I would never like go. Every once every blue moon I'll go to a birthday party. Usually I just send a gift. Mm. But you know what I'm saying? Or I talk to kids on FaceTime, but I'm not pulling up over there with all them people, especially with his crazy ass girlfriend. And I saw her again um last year around Halloween maybe no it was last August I seen her because it was one of our homeboys birthdays I was in a circle and that was the first time I seen her since all that shit popped off during the summer mm-hmm. so um she well I'm there and I'm helping set up and shit because you know how I am and the girl like walks in and she gave me the ugliest like the stankest look and I'm looking at her like hey I straight up say hey to her her hey I don't give a bitch. You're going to speak to me. So, you know, I'm in there or whatever. And I'm, I'm making everybody shots. And she, I'm like, you want one? She like, yeah. So I make her a shot or whatever. We we in there playing Who Uno. I made that right, bitch my friend. Watch. <laughs> no, I didn't. Spin so, um, I made this bitch play games with me and everything. I know she, it, she hated my guts. So, her nigga pulled up. AKA my ex thing. Pulled up. And as soon as he got there, she was like clinging to him like a fucking magnet. Mm. And I'm like, what do you think has been happening here with me and him? Like, why you here? Like nothing. So he came over to speak to me and she was like, you better not fucking go speak to her. Wow. And he did not come speak to me. That that that's that's the isolation. So <laughs> so <laughs> listen. So, <laughs> so she didn't leave her early with her homegirl because she was mad that he came over and said something to me. Like after she was like, Don't go over speak to him. She he she went in the living room. He came over and said something to me. And she came back in there and seen him talking to me and like stormed out. And I was like, You better go get your bitch. She mad at you. And mm. he was like, Man, she tripping. I'm like, no, nah, go get her. Like it ain't nothing between us. Like we just cool, but like go get your bitch. He's like, man, I, I'll see you later. No, you won't. Go go get your bitch. Mm. So he went outside. I guess they made up or whatever. They came back in. But at that point, I'm ready to go. So I left. Mm-mm-mm. But like, you in here trying to make a scene. And sis, I don't want your man no more. I don't. Yeah. Well, we about to wrap up. We're here on a Wednesday. Spice Power reunion. Yeah. Um, in short, don't sleep with your friends. <laughs> facts. Because uh, it, it's, 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 it's not worth it, to be honest. It, it's like like it. ultimately it's not worth it like yeah you might think in nope. a moment but eh, it really ain't worth it just to be honest now mind you um <laughs> i don't know if y'all ever heard that mario song what are we doing Mm-mm. it's on his um 21 album mm. it's the last song of the album i want y'all to listen to that shit because it definitely perfectly describes you know sleeping with a friend and you regret that shit 
Shoot, that, that's like um um. What's that song by Music Soul Child? Uh, uh, half crazy. Yep. Yeah. yep. Half crazy, and what are we doing? I like that perfect song to describe what we're talking. I'll probably play that at the end of this song. Perfect. Um, but before we leave, so I do this now. But the episode that aired around this time last year was uh, episode sixty, access and resources. Slash the Boston Pod. Uh, happy anniversary. Two anniversaries to my cousin, Marcus and Desiree. Happy anniversary, guys. Uh, we were in Boston this time last year. So, me, Bakari. Uh, Come on, Black Love. And the family, yeah. Black I brought love. the mics up there to uh, Boston. Black Love. Boston. But, um, <laughs> maybe about to wrap up, man. Look, overall, if you're going to take anything from this episode, just love yourself for one. Leave that nigga where he at, but safely. Leave him where he at. Listen, if y'all trying to come up with a plan of action to leave your man, my Twitter name is Big Kiki Speaks, and so is my Instagram. So, well, come up with the extra strategy. Y'all, y'all slide in my DMs. I'm more than happy to come up with that extra strategy with you and try to figure some shit out. Okay, yeah, yeah stop. I've been there. You can't, you can't put a bandaid on an open wound. You sure cannot. Um. And you don't know. open that bitch up and pour alcohol on it either. Exactly. It ain't gonna work. And if our respect ain't there, it's over with. Time to go. Just keeping a thousand with you. A thou wow. A thou wow. Um, yeah, and don't and don't hook your friends up with each other unless you give them the straight terms and conditions. If y'all want me <laughs> to send y'all my terms and conditions, I got y'all. Yes, like it's literally <laughs> like you gotta get it. Terms and conditions on you have to get it. You have to get it notarized too. Yeah, yeah, I got y'all. I'm gonna send you that and make sure y'all get that shit notarized and set in stone. My shit confidential. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You gotta sign NDAs over here. Exactly. But yes, first day of fall, man. Y'all definitely bring out them uh, jackets. It's uh, hoodie season. Fellas, protect your hoodies. I got the Dijon set on today. Yeah, we got the honey mustard. <laughs> Dijon mustard. Hey, none of y'all taking my hoodies. I'm telling y'all right Facts. now. Matter right. of fact, I actually right. told myself that I'm gonna swag up this fall, man. Fuck it. I actually uh, Cause I don't really buy clothes and shit But I'm gonna buy clothes this I already fall. stole a bunch of my man hoodies And he can't take them back right now So the, Well we'll see You playing an unfair game Why I'm, why I'm playing an unfair game <laughs> Because this nigga might be here <laughs> To even claim them I already had these Oh okay Well shit never mind. Well still I already he- had these The rest of his things Are not anywhere near me But if I wanted to access them I probably could Yeah But we almost out um follow pod at gtalkpodcast.com you know Kier gave her twitter handle uh Kazi, what's your twitter handle why did you play <laughs> this nigga literally went up to the mic and said nothing you can find him at uh cause and effect on uh twitter i'm fucking dead and don't forget to follow my podcast as well our podcast me and loveless at slut house the pod that's our name on twitter and instagram Yep. So if y'all want to hear some freaky shit, just tune in. Yeah, it's a sex podcast. Come listen to us talk about sex. We're also funny. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. And Kira's also known as Miss Forty Percent. Miss Forty P. Miss Forty P. What it do, baby? It's funny because that was literally not even scripted, and it just happened. (laughs) That shit was so funny. Like Like, it it just, it just, it just took off. Because Jeremiah was like sixty percent, and I just came in the door was like forty, and it was like whoa. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know nothing about Mr. Yeah. 60%. Like, yeah. I knew nothing. Yeah, because Jeremiah really caught some heat for him. He said, yeah, I just give 60% D, man. We like, what the fuck? But, <laughs> Nigga, uh, probably have somebody get 40% of pussy. <laughs> 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 it was so 
already. Uh, if you have never heard the episode, please go listen to the episode. Right. Matter of fact, that was the 50th episode. So yeah, please just, go just, just to go check this shit out. The 50th episode was so funny. But yeah. All right, y'all. We out. Till next time. Peace. All right, y'all. This is a little outro. I uh, just want to give y'all a quick uh, weekend recap. It is actually Tuesday. Um, but I recorded Wednesday with uh, Justin and Kiera, but just since then, um, went to the park, went to Bicentennial Park, Bicentennial Park, uh, saw training day in the park. It was pretty cool. Nice uh, October vibes. Uh, Friday, didn't do much. Uh, Saturday, went to Boom Bap. Uh, shout out to Veronica. I recorded with her on her podcast, Totally Judging Pod. So be sure to check that out. Uh, Sunday went to the Titans game. Titans versus the Colts. The Titans won. I believe it was 25 to 16. It was a good game. And then went out to that and uh yeah, had a good time, but this weekend beat me down. But um Yeah, I mentioned it's Tuesday. Happy birthday, Paul, man. We we uh, miss you. Rest in peace and you know, you'll always be here with us. Um just a few things, well, a few big things that we'll probably discuss this upcoming weekend. Um, R. Kelly was finally convicted of racketeering and sex trafficking by a federal jury in New York. Uh, jurors found R&B singer R. Kelly guilty of racketeering, including acts of bribery and sexual exploitation of a child, along with separate charges of sex trafficking. So, yeah. Uh... He was found guilty on uh, nine counts, one of uh, one count of racketeering and eight counts of violating the man acts of the 14 underlying acts of for the racketeering count. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Probably have uh, Marcus and Mariah on the pod this weekend. So stay tuned. But hope you all enjoyed this episode. Hope you have a good week. Peace.